0: Hello from Toronto and thank you for joining us for the latest edition of the Ipsasby Meeting Highlights audio podcast. This podcast will cover some of the agenda items discussed at the Ipsasby's recent meeting from December the 5th to December the 8th at Ipsasby's home base in Toronto. I'm John Stanford, Technical Director of the International Public Sector Accounting Standards Board, the Ipsasby. Joining me is Ipsasby Chair Ian Carruthers. Chair of the Task Force on Public Sector Measurement, David Watkins, along with Ipsasby Deputy Director Ross Smith, and staff members Gwenda Jensen, Joao von Saker, and Mushvik Vazar. Welcome to all of you. Ian, please could you give us a high level overview of the meeting
1: that's just concluded? Thank you, John. Yes, this was a very important meeting in terms of the Board's future direction. In particular, we approved the consultation draft of our strategy and work plan for the period 2019 through to 2023. We also, as you'll hear later, uh, approved the exposure draft on our proposed new leases standard, uh, which certainly has some important features that we're looking for stakeholder input on. In terms of our other projects that are ongoing at the moment, we very much uh, focused on the way forward on our measurement project and also how that interfaces with the development of application guidance for both heritage and infrastructure. And in terms of looking at the detailed work plan, which will be included in the uh, strategy and work plan consultation document, we also considered uh, how we might take forward the proposals in terms of revenue and non-exchange expenditure. Clearly, the latter is very much dependent on the feedback that we get from our constituents to that consultation, which closes in mid-January. But we felt it was important that we factored in those uh, options that we see as most prominent promising into our future work plans. So I think a very positive meeting in terms of approvals of the strategy and work plan and the leases exposure draft but also I think we set some good foundations for next year in terms of taking our projects forward. Thank you Ian. You mentioned the board approval of the strategy and work plan consultation document.
0: Could you and Ross tell us something about the context, the proposed strategic objective
1: and work plan proposals and plans for outreach? Thanks, John. Yes, our strategy and work plan is extremely important in terms of uh, the board's future direction and also uh, as a way of engaging with our stakeholder group more broadly and getting their input into priorities for future projects. So uh, in terms of the overall strategic objective, we're proposing that that remains linked to uh, stronger public financial management internationally, and the board has certainly uh, confirmed that it sees that as uh, the important focus for our standard setting. Uh, Then we're also looking at uh, how we actually get input into the strategy for the board. So uh, I'll allow Ross to talk about some of the proposals in the strategy and work plan and then I'll come back and talk a little bit about the outreach that we're proposing.
2: Thanks Ian. The strategic objective in the consultation document is really a refinement of the 2015 strategic objective. The main difference related to this strategic objective, relates to the five strategic themes that have been developed in this strategy document that split the board's activities into the first three themes, or themes A to C, which are related to the activities where the board sets standards and guidance for the public sector. Themes D and E are related to advocacy, related to the board's work in supporting adoption and implementation and understanding of its standards, as well as understanding how the work of others can draw upon accrual information. From a work plan perspective, the document outlines the new proposed projects. The Ipsasby's work over the 2019-2023 to period will be focused mainly on projects related to setting standards for public sector issues. However, there will still be some board capacity and staff capacity allocated to maintaining convergence with IFRS.
1: Thanks, Ross. The period 2019 through to 2023 looks to be a very important period in terms of rising levels of accrual adoption around the world. And so one of the features of our uh, Consultation on the stretching work plan will be three roundtable events in uh, key areas of the world in terms of uh, the move to accrual. So we will be having roundtables in Africa, in Europe, and in Southeast Asia during the period March through. Uh, to the end of May next year. And that really is directed at making sure that we get really good high quality immediate input uh, to uh, our proposals. Uh, and also using that as an opportunity in those key areas actually to, to raise profile and to connect with PFM professionals in those jurisdictions in those areas. So it's very much looking to uh, use this as a tool for engagement uh, and two-way dialogue and we hope that that will really get a much broader audience, much broader engagement than we've had uh, in terms of our previous strategy and work plan. And that reflects the increasing levels of adoption and therefore the increasing uh, relevance of the standard setting programme to the way in which people manage public financial management and to improvement programmes in that area. Thank you Ian and
0: Ross for those details about this hugely important initiative. João, please tell us a little bit more about ED64 leases, in particular the main differences from the ISB's standard, IFRS 16 leases, the areas where the IPSASB would particularly welcome views, and
3: the consultation period. Thank you John. Uh, The IPSASB approved Exposure Draft 64 leases at this meeting. The leases project has been a very interesting and challenging project. Exposure Draft 64 proposes a single right-of-use model for lease accounting, specifically designed for public sector financial reporting. This means that Exposure Draft 64 proposes the IFRS 16 right-of-use model for lessees, but does not propose the IFRS 16 risks and rewards incidental to ownership model for lessors. The IPSASB concluded that the risks and rewards incidental to ownership model is not consistent with the control based in IPSASB's literature. Exposure Draft 64 is also proposing new public sector-specific guidance on leases at below market terms, the so-called concessionary leases, for both lessors and lessees. Concessionary leases are prevalent in the public sector and in international organizations. With this new guidance, the IPSASB will be filling one gap in Ipsasby's literature that will be useful for Ipsasby's con- constituents. Exposure Draft 64 will be published on January 31, 2018, with an end comment period of June 30th, 2018. The Ipsasby welcomes the views of constituents on the Ipsasby's specific proposals on lessor accounting, as well as on concessionary leases for both lessors and lessees. Back to you, John.
0: Thank you, Xhuao. David, welcome to your first meeting podcast. Could you tell us a bit more about Ipsasby's project on public sector measurement and the board's discussions at this meeting?
4: Yes, John. Well, as you know, this project aims to develop an Ipsas with overarching principles for measurement of public sector assets and liabilities. Once the principles are clear, these will guide application guidance on particular topics, for example measurement for heritage assets and infrastructure, and consequential amendments to individual IPSAs. At this meeting, the IPSASB agreed an approach to developing the outlines for the Public Sector Measurement Exposure Draft and its wraparound consultation paper. It noted that the ED and CP are down for approval in December 2018, as shown in the revised project route plan. The IPSASB also noted that the ED will address the topic of non-current assets held for sale and discontinued operations. It considered whether discount rates should be covered in the ED and decided to defer a decision on this until September next year. The IPSASB discussed proposals on how staff and the Task Force should review measurement in individual standards, and confirmed their previous decision that we should ensure that existing IPSASes are reviewed against the conceptual framework and then amended where necessary. For references to fair value, staff and the Task Force will apply a rebuttable presumption that these will need to be revisited unless it can be shown that the reference is to an exit value which is not entity-specific. So, John, this is a very exciting project which will comprehensively review IPSAS measurement to make sure that it meets public sector financial reporting needs. As Task Force Chair, I'm very impressed by the IPSASB's willingness to take a new look at IPSAS measurement underpinned by the conceptual framework. Thank you, David. I'd now like to introduce Mushvik
0: Mazar. Mushvik joined us last July and is a technical analyst. Mushvik has been working with Gwenda on collating, summarising and analysing the responses to the consultation paper Financial Reporting for Heritage in the Public Sector, which Ipsasby issued last April. Gwenda and Mushvik, can you highlight some of the main issues that emerged from the consultation and let us know how Ipsasby will take this project forward?
5: Thank you, John. The first point I want to highlight is that Ipsasby members were very impressed with the quality and thoughtfulness of responses in this paper. Responses came from a diverse set of stakeholders, from all regions and a mixture of English and other language backgrounds. Respondents brought different perspectives, including those of heritage custodians, auditors, preparers, the research community, and valuers. The Ipsasby noted that there was good support for many of its preliminary views. For example, there was good support for the views that The special characteristics of heritage items do not prevent them from being considered as assets for financial reporting purposes. And, heritage assets should be included in the financial statements if they meet the recognition criteria in the conceptual framework. However, many of the responses raised issues with respect to heritage measurement, which Gwenda will cover.
6: Thank you, Mushfiq. Yes, almost every single response raised challenges with respect to measuring heritage assets. Issues ranged from the relevance of a monetary value for heritage to the difficulty of initial measurement, a need for more measurement guidance and different views about what should happen with subsequent measurement for heritage. Looking forward, next year the first step is for the EBSASB's Task Force on Public Sector Measurement to develop overarching principles for measurement. Then, once those have been clarified, the Heritage Task Force will use them to consider what application guidance for heritage measurement is needed. The IBSASB will also consider heritage-related disclosures in light of its approach to heritage measurement going forward, the IBSASB may also need to consider whether some heritage assets should not be recognised. Back to you John.
0: Thanks Mushvik and Gwenda and I'd like to thank all those who responded to the consultation paper and in particular those who coordinated responses from groups of entities. Your input is really valued. Ian, we're coming to the end of a very busy year Could you briefly summarise the year and what stands out
1: for you in your second year as Chair? Thanks, John. Yes, it's certainly been a very busy year. Uh, Obviously, the overarching theme for the year was celebration of the 20th anniversary of the Ipsas Standards Development Programme. And I think we certainly as a board have celebrated that in true style uh, with the approval of a whole range of documents. Importantly, we approved the update of the cash-based Ipsas. We've approved three exposure drafts this year on financial instruments, social benefits and leases and we've also issued consultation papers or will be shortly issuing a consultation paper on the strategy and work plan uh, which will follow on from the consultation paper on heritage that Gwenda's just been talking about as well as the paper on revenue and non-exchange expenditure on which we're looking for comments by the middle of January. So a very rich technical program and I think it takes our work forward in a lot of areas that are also very important to our constituents. Now consistent with the proposals in the strategy. Not only has it been an important year in terms of the development of our standards and other guidance literature, I think it's also been been an important year in terms of connection with our key stakeholders. And certainly highlights for me in that space would include the event that we held in March this year in Washington, where we had a day looking at the potential uses of accrual with stakeholders from the World Bank, the IMF, civil society, ratings agencies and so on, very important in terms of the context uh, that's framed our the development of our strategy and work plan. And then also in June, early July, when we discussed the strategy and work plan with the consultative advisory group and then with the public sector standard setters at the second forum which was held in Vinteter in uh, Switzerland in early July. A really good rich dialogue with all of our stakeholders and also with the public interest committee during the year. So it really stands out for me as a year when we connected well with our constituents and we also laid some important plans for the coming years where I think we will increase that connection with our stakeholder group and hopefully the impacts of our standards. So I think all in all, a good year and definitely a worthy celebration of the 20th anniversary of the IPSAS programme. Thank you, Ian, for that very
0: positive summary of the year. IPSASB will issue both the consultation paper on the Strategy and Work Plan and ED64 leases in January 2018, so watch out for those consultation documents. We've almost reached the end of this latest Ipsasby audio podcast. Thanks to all who've joined me today and to you, our listeners, both now and throughout 2017. The next Ipsasby meeting will be from March the 6th to March the 9th, 2018 in New York. Meetings of the Ipsasby are open and members of the public may register as observers. More information is available on the Ipsasb website, www.ipsasb.org. All audio podcast meeting highlights are available in the meetings section of the Ipsasb website, and listeners can find us on iTunes by searching for IFAC Accountancy Podcast. Listeners can also follow us on Twitter, at ipsasb underscore news. Thank you for listening and join us again in March.